You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Welcome, Giants fans. You are listening to the Valentine's Views podcast here on Big Blue View Radio, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View. Today's show will feature special guest Dan Kadar, SB Nation draft analyst. Dan and I were both at the Combine in Indianapolis a few days ago, so we will talk a little bit about our impressions of Indianapolis and some of the uh, New York Giants draft plans. Before we get to that, however, we have to address the Landon Collins situation, the Giants' decision earlier this week not to use a franchise or transition tag on Collins, thus meaning that uh, that the 2015 second round pick will hit free agency. I wrote this at Big Blue View, and I do understand the emotional knee-jerk reaction to the fact that Collins is going to enter the free agent market, almost certainly won't be a giant in 2019. I get it. He's a popular player. He was a leader. He was a very good player. He was popular with the fan base. He was popular with his teammates. On the face of it, you know, as I wrote at Big Blue View, on the face of it, I don't like this decision any more than uh, than most of the fan base does. You know, but what I tried to do at Big Blue View and what I'm trying to do now is to sit back and think about why Dave Gettleman and the Giants made this decision. Landon Collins is a very good player, but he's not a perfect player. Despite his own protestations, to the contrary, he really is a box safety. A tremendous one, but a box safety. Not a guy who can play the center field role. Not a guy who can go sideline to sideline you know, and defend the, the deep part of the field. He's not that guy. So, and, and the impression that you get from Collins sometimes over the years has been that that's what he wants to be treated like. That's what he'd prefer to be considered. And he really isn't that player. He is a fantastic box safety. He's a guy that some people think would be better off in a real, you know, pure linebacker role. I don't know about that. That's for other people to debate. What I do know is that his best play comes at or near the line of scrimmage, both against the run and in pass coverage. That is his role. 
And you know what? The reality of it is, really, maybe the Giants look at this and think that what we really need to do here is improve our pass coverage. So what this really comes down to, you know, with all of the gnashing of teeth at this point, is that the Giants and Dave Gettleman have pretty much made their bed here with Collins. They're moving on without him. And all of the gnashing of teeth will subside after free agency and the draft if what we see is that it looks like the Giants have built a better defense. What they have to do now is go out and justify this move by going out and building the defense that they want. They have to go out and get a quality free safety. They have to fill at least adequately that Collins role close to the line of scrimmage. They have to get better at the cornerback position. They will, they're likely to move on from Olivier Vernon, so they will have to address, address the edge rusher situation. Really, the only way to judge this move isn't emotionally. It isn't, oh my God, how can they let Landon Collins go? Look, I don't like that any more than anyone else does. The idea that the Giants need to build a core of players that they drafted is one that I know John Mara believes in. At heart, I know it's one that Dave Gettleman believes in. You want to build through the draft. I don't, you know, I don't necessarily like the idea of letting Collins go, but I think that we really need to reserve judgment not on where Collins ends up if he winds up in Kansas City, you know, playing good football for a good team. You know, if he winds up in Dallas or Washington, I know that that's going to upset people. I know that there's going to be a lot of gnashing of teeth about having to play against him twice a year. That's not the point, though. That's really a side issue, you know, something that you just have to deal with. The point should be, in the end, can Dave Gettleman, Pat Shermer, defensive coordinator James Betcher, can they find players that make the New York Giants better? That is their job now. They have chosen to move on, you know, from Landon Collins. So now what do they do? The proof will be in how this all turns out in the end, in what the roster looks like in September. Can the Giants go out and get a premier free safety, someone like Adrian Amos? Can they, you know, if they can't get Amos, can they bring in a short-term you know, solution, someone like Eric Weddle, who was recently let go by the Baltimore Ravens. Can they fill that role? I mean, the James Betcher defense needs a guy who can play that single high free safety, can tackle, can get sideline to sideline. They simply didn't have that last year with Curtis Riley. And unfortunately, as good a player as he is in the with the things that he can do, that is not Landon Collins' specialty either. Can they fill the Collins role? Whether that's with, you know, Michael Thomas, who's already who was with the Giants last year, with someone else, you know, that someone that they draft or someone who maybe they find in free agency who's a little bit less costly than Landon Collins, can they at least fill that role adequately? They've got to find the edge rusher, as we talked about. So really, the time to be upset isn't now. The time to really be upset 
will be after we see free agency, after we see the draft, and if the Giants haven't adequately addressed the holes that they have and the hole that they just created by letting Landon Collins go. Believe me, I understand You know, if the priority is if they want to spend big money on a safety, I understand if the priority would be to use that on a free safety rather than a box safety. I get that. But now they have to go out and find that guy, convince him to come to New York, and be right about the decision that they made. So it's not a popular move right now. It's probably not one that I would have made. It's not one that I would have anticipated. I would have liked to have seen the Giants find a way to keep Landon Collins, to make him happy. I'm not buying the whole distractions thing that Gettleman talked about, about how Collins would be unhappy. I'm not buying the 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 idea that they couldn't have worked it out financially. What it comes down to, I think, is that Collins wanted more money than the Giants were willing to pay because Collins wanted to be looked at maybe as a free safety, maybe as the kind of player that the Giants just don't see him as. And it's up to the Giants right now to prove themselves right by building a better defense. We'll just have to see how all of that works out. Okay, Giants fans, let's take a quick break. When we come back, I will play for you an interview with SB Nation's Dan Kadar as we turn our attention to the 2019 NFL Draft. Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is, you know, the actual travel experience. Because is it really a vacation if you're just sitting around like you would at home? You need a tool to get the most out of your time away. That's where Viator steps in. You can book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who already been on the experiences you're considering, so you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected, and 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. All right, Giants fans, we are joined now by SB Nation draft analyst Dan Kadar. Dan and I were both in in Indianapolis for the Combine, had a chance to to meet and greet and get to know each other a little bit, which is uh, is a first for both of us. We've we've been doing this for quite a while, and and that's the the first time we've met in person. So, Dan, thank you very much for, uh, for joining us, and it was nice to meet you in Indy. Likewise, Ed, thanks for having me. And yeah, we've we've been doing the SB Nation stuff together forever. We've exchanged plenty of emails and DMs on Twitter over the years. But yeah, it was it was a real joy to get to meet you a little bit. Yeah, sometimes it, it's nice to finally you know put uh, put names to faces. And yeah, exactly. So 
how many times is it now that you've actually uh, that you've done the combine? This was this was my first uh, adventure in Indy. How many times is it now that that you've covered uh, covered the event in Indianapolis? I want to say seven or eight, uh, something like that. I, I remember I was there for the Cam Newton year, which was a complete zoo. Um, so whenever he was drafted, that might have been the first year, maybe the year before that. I, it, they, I'll tell you, they start to run together. Uh, because players always say the same stuff, coaches always say the same stuff, and Indianapolis, God love it, is very dull as a city. So <laughs> they, they kind of run together. Oh yeah, you know it's. I've been doing. Uh, I've been at Big Blue View now for twelve years, and, and and I hear you because you as as interesting as it can be, and as much the names and the faces change, you know. But but the. In large part, the, the stories don't change all that much, and it does start to run together a little bit. Exactly. So let's, uh, Dan, let's talk a little bit about the uh, the Giants, and I want to start here. You, in most of your mocks so far, I think you've consistently given the Giants Dwayne Haskins. In the Todd McShay mock that came out today. He also, you know, went with the status quo and gave the Giants Haskins. In his conference call this afternoon, you know, the question came up, and it's the real question is not necessarily are the Giants really interested in Dwayne Haskins. We'll find that out. The real question is, is Dwayne Haskins actually going to be there at number six? Or, you know, if the Giants want Haskins are they going to have to swallow, give up the resources necessary, you know, and move up to two or three? Yeah, I think that that is the the real question here that no one's kind of talking about is if they have to move up. And I think Nick Foles going to Jacksonville helps that. You know, it, it might eliminate a team that they have to worry about at the top of the draft. And then the question becomes, how much do they give up just to make sure that they get the guy they want in Haskins, if that's who they want? Um, you know, the Jets did that last year. And you kind of wonder if the Jets would have stayed where they were instead of moving to the third pick, which is probably where the Giants would have to get to. Would they have still been able to get Sam Darnold at six? We'll never know, obviously, but... Maybe they could have. So I, I think that's going to be interesting, Ed. You know, if, if they do have to move up, I think it'll probably happen on, on draft night. I don't think we'll see the advanced thing like we saw with the Jets last year. The, the sweet spot is probably three. And what it would cost, that that's tough. I, I don't think they would have to give up an extra first-round pick. I do wonder if they would have to give up a, a second-round pick. You know that that and that sounds like a lot, you know, to move up three spots. But that's the cost of a quarterback. You give up the thirty seventh and the sixth pick for number three. You know, it's uh, for for me, Dan. For me, it's complicated for the Giants simply because yes, you know, they need the quarterback, and they have talked about the Kansas City model. You know, of getting a guy who could sit, you know, behind Eli Manning for a year or part of a year. You know to learn, but it it becomes complicated by the fact that you still do have Eli Manning, and you're not 
100% trying to rebuild. You would like to win enough games next year to sneak into the playoffs, to send him off, you know, in a good way. And the other complication for the Giants in giving up, say they gave up a second-round pick this year, they mm. don't have a third-round pick. So right. you're talking about making a trade, giving up all of these assets, drafting a guy at two, three, whatever they draft a guy at, and then not being able to pick anyone in the draft who might actually play in 2019 until the fourth round. Yeah, that that is that is the real gamble. So you really have to sell yourself on Dwayne Haskins being an amazing franchise quarterback. And if Dave Gettleman concludes that he is the, the guy he wants to leave the Giants with, you, you do it. If there is any doubt whatsoever, you don't do it at all. And the doubt is, God, this guy only played a season of college football. How, how ready is he for the NFL um, he, he certainly looks the part and the 50 touchdowns at Ohio state shows you the production, but in the back of your mind, you still have to wonder, boy, he sure didn't start a lot of games. Um, and that, that's going to be tough. So I don't know, man, it, it's, it's going to kind of be, you know, tea leaf reading season. I think now <laughs> until April 26th or whenever the draft is, um, oh, everybody, what Gettleman thinks. Everybody's going to have an opinion, and you yeah. know, I came, I came away the other day, and 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 this can change, but you know, my my feeling on Gettleman over the last couple of years is that he's not all that hard to read. Sometimes, I mean, he won't outright tell you what he's going to do, mm-hmm. but my my read on him sometimes is that it's not that hard to look him in the eye to listen to the words that he says and to figure out how he really feels about something. I mean, he basically telegraphed a week ago what he was going to do or not do about Landon Collins. And I just don't think there's anybody in this quarterback class right now that he's absolutely in love with. So I'm left thinking that I would be surprised if he makes – you know, a big play and gives up all those resources to move up at number six. Mm, well, he might not think that way about the the actual players, but it, it certainly sounds like his sentiment is getting the Giants a young quarterback that, that can be the next guy for them. So, you know, who knows? They, they put in a lot of time on Justin Herbert of Oregon, last season so maybe they just kick the can down the road for a year it's, it's going to be a fascinating thing to to follow yeah you know the the fun part for me is considering how much fun would it be if the giants and the jets actually made a trade right at, with the third pick i think it's been 1983 since those two teams have made a trade yep. how much fun would that be <laughs> Well, from a non-New Yorker's point of view, I think it, it, it would be pretty pretty neat. And Mike McCagnin certainly sounds open to it, uh, the, the Jets GM. And frankly, he should. He needs to recoup some of his picks from last year. So, it look, it, it all seems to add up, if you ask me. It's just a matter of, does Gettleman like Haskins? And 
I don't know. He the, that report came out about not liking smaller quarterbacks. Well, Haskins isn't that, and a lot of the the quarterbacks that that Gettleman rattled off at the combine that he's been around, Jim Kelly, John Elway, Eli Manning, they fit the same profile as Dwayne Haskins. So two plus two. We'll see if it equals four. We shall see. You know, when it comes to the draft, sometimes two plus two equals, you know, 13 or 15 or God knows what. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) So, Dan, let's talk a little bit about what happens if the Giants don't go quarterback at six. Let's say Kyler Murray goes to, to Arizona Washington or Miami or Denver or somebody trades up in front of the Giants and grabs Haskins. And that pushes, you know, some some guys down the board. I look at this, you know, and and if they don't go quarterback, I almost think it has to be whoever the best defensive player is who they think is on the board at number six. I completely agree. And this is a very good draft for that to happen, whether it ends up being one of the pass rushers, one of the interior players, or a linebacker like Devin White of LSU. So I think we're we're talking about a few names here. White, Montez Sweat of Mississippi State should be in the mix. I think Christian Wilkins of Clemson is in the mix. Those are probably the top three I would I would immediately think of. And then maybe after that, Cleveland Farrell of Clemson, the pass rusher there, but maybe less so him. Um, but those three, White, Sweat, and Wilkins. Boy, they're all really good. Those would be the names I think about if you're not thinking about a quarterback. Dan, I actually wanted to ask you about Montez Sweat because, mm-hmm. you know, he he basically lit up the combine with his testing numbers. You know, they were they were off the charts. You look at his at his spider chart now, and you know it practically is is bursting off the page. Um, <laughs> But I've also seen some people think, you know, heading into the combine that maybe he shouldn't be a guy that was in that that top six, top seven, top eight discussion. Is he a guy that might get overdrafted, you know, based off his combine numbers? Or when you watch the film on him, you know, do you see a guy that deserves to go in that top six, top eight, and would be, you know, a justifiable pick for the Giants if they made that at six? Well, as you know, I do mock drafts every Monday during what we consider draft season, basically December through the end of April. And about a month ago, probably, I had sweat at eight to the Lions. Um, That was after the senior ball. I got kind of slaughtered for it, quite frankly. So, uh, of course, I'm going to pat myself on the back and say, see, I, I saw it all along with this guy. But, look, here's here's the thing with Sweat. He played two years at Mississippi State. He put some very good film out there at Mississippi State. 22 sacks, I believe. Um, playing next to Jeffrey Simmons, who's a incredible player. Um, but but he tore his ACL, so he's not probably in that talk for, for the Giants there at eight, or six, rather, excuse me. But Sweat, you know, he can get to the quarterback, he can get around the corner, 
can he beat blockers consistently and set the edge versus the run? And that to me is his big drawback. So I, I think he, I think he was always in the discussion for top 10 before the combine. I, I think doing what he did obviously helped him. Does it help him get all the way to six? Maybe. Um, it, the, the, the power thing is is the big holdback for me. Obviously, you see, you know, six foot six, two hundred and fifty pounds, and whatever incredible forty time he put up. And you think, oh my god, this guy is, you know, the next Julius Peppers. But it, it's just a, a power thing with him. If if teams are comfortable with where his in game strength is at, yes, he is worth the sixth pick or the eighth pick in the draft. If there's concern about that, you know, no. All right, so let's uh, let's talk about another topic, Giants-related topic. You know, this week we found out that uh, the Giants will not use a franchise or transition tag on Landon Collins, mm-hmm. that he will be a free agent. I thought all along, having watched the Giants play last year, that, you know, Collins is – Despite the fact that he hates this term, he hates being considered this way, Collins is a box safety. He's a guy that's better off close to the line of scrimmage. A lot of people think he should actually be a linebacker. You know, and in addition to Collins, the Giants, you know, even before that move, they needed a free safety. Yes. Because they just didn't have a guy. And in a James Betcher defense, relies largely on a single high safety. So I so now you're we're looking at two holes at the safety position. We're looking at the Giants needing quarterback or, you know, pass rusher or something like that probably in the first round. So the question becomes are there guys on day 2 or day 3 of the draft in the safety class who could step in and play right away and fill, you know, one of those holes? Yes, there there is. I I believe so. I, I don't think you're gonna find a a superstar player, but I think there's gonna be safeties, you know, that whether if, if it's not that thirty seventh pick, uh, the the pick the Giants have after that, um, that that there are going to be guys there. So they have what. 108 and 132 in the fourth right. round. They have 108, 132. They have, I think, as of now, eight of their ten picks come from rounds four through seven. Right. So you're kind of thinking guys like Malik Grant of Marshall, who is is a good player, um, but he needs to catch up kind of on his football IQ, some misread type of stuff. Um, he's up there. Amani Hooker, if you're looking for a straight one-to-one replacement, he's uh, for Landon Collins. He's like a kind of the same type of player where he's more comfortable down in the box. Um, what, look, I, I thought Juan Thornhill, if we had this discussion a week ago, Ed, I probably would have told you Juan Thornhill of Virginia would be the perfect spot. You know, mm-hmm. fourth round, very good player. Good experience, nice size, the whole deal. Not, maybe not just a great player, though. He's just solid. 
I think he would have been right there, but he tore the combine apart. So you wonder if he kind of, you know, jumped into the third round type of range where, again, you're you're a little bit in trouble there if you're the Giants trying to find these players. But those are some of the ones I would think about. The Thornhill one especially, I think if, if the Giants could get him, he would be a slam dunk. You know, and after that, a lot of the guys are, you know, second-round type of players, quite frankly. Nasir Adderley of of Delaware and Chauncey Gardner-Johnson of Florida, who's second round, maybe first round. Deontay Thompson of Alabama, who is a very good coverage safety, probably the same way in the second round. So the, it's a it's a tough spot in that regard, not having that third-round pick. Um, because after, after all the guys I've just mentioned, it's not a bad position, but you're drafting for extremely specific traits out of these players like there's not a there's not great all-around safeties you're going to find in the the later fourth and fifth round okay dan last question for you um you know we talked about quarterbacks we're going to kind of circle back to the quarterback question here mm. so the giants don't get Dwayne Haskins if that's their guy or whether it's maybe it's drew lock who knows they don't get their guy at six and we know quarterbacks get overdrafted, so there's you know there's always the question of is Daniel Jones a first round pick? You know who else is going to be a first round pick? Let's just suppose, you know, they're sitting there at thirty seven. Mm-hmm. Could you see a quarterback at thirty seven who would be a good value pick at that point? And, you know, is a guy who, A, you know, realistically could be there, and B, you think can be a good starting quarterback in the NFL? Hmm. Well, the, the names there will probably, to me, be Daniel Jones of Duke, like you mentioned. And the, the connection there, of course, is fascinating with David Cutcliffe and the Mannings and, the, and all of that. And Will Greer of West Virginia is probably the other one. Personally... To me, if you don't take Haskins at six or higher, I would not take a quarterback this year. I think you're wasting a pick because I think Jones and Greer are decent players. Same way I think that Andy Dalton is a decent player. Of course, he's maybe more mediocre than decent, but that's kind of what I'm getting at with those two where I don't see superstar in them. So, to me, if you're not going to do Haskins at the top of the first round, just wait a year. Maybe you can get Herbert, who, like I said, they, they did a lot of work on. Maybe you can get uh, Tua Tungavailoa from Alabama. Um, that, that's what I would do, at least. I, I, just looking at the Giants roster, I would find better value in a different position at 37 than a probably just decent quarterback yeah that's a dilemma for the Giants is you know do they actually believe one of those guys could could be a player and I I I tend to I I hear what you're saying if you don't get the guy that you absolutely believe you know is is the franchise level guy then maybe the thing to do is just build the roster and get your quarterback you know a year from now 
I think so. I mean, look, I'm sitting in Akron, Ohio now, about 30 minutes from where the Cleveland Browns train. And that's what they did with Miles Garrett, and then they took Baker Mayfield last year. They they built around, they spent a bunch of money in free agency last year, and then they went and got their quarterback after their roster was pretty pretty well rounded out. And now it kind of looks like the Browns are no longer laughing stocks. Um, you mean they're no I, longer the Browns? Hey, now <laughs> those are fighting words. Um, so you know, I I, I just think that. Given what this roster needs for the Giants, don't waste Saquon Barkley and Odell Beckham with a bad quarterback. That's all. All right, Dan. Hey, appreciate uh, your taking a few minutes. Uh, hopefully, we'll, maybe we'll do this again. You know, either uh, before the draft or uh, after the draft. Once we see what the Giants do. All right, sounds good. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. All right, our thanks to Dan Kadar for joining us for a little bit. Just a reminder to uh, please subscribe to Big Blue View Radio on all of your favorite podcast applications. Rate us and review us wherever possible. Follow Big Blue View on Twitter at Big Blue View. Check out our Instagram page at Big underscore Blue underscore View. Check out our Facebook page. If you haven't already joined the uh, the community at BigBlueView.com, please do that so that you can also comment, participate in the community with other Giants fans. All right, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Sometimes doing business has never felt harder, but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You can just use HubSpot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this, high quality leads, fast closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark breaking quarters. It's not a miracle, it's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today. Support for this show comes from Fundrise. Buy low, sell high. It's easy to say, hard to do. For example, high interest rates are crushing the real estate market right now. Demand is dropping and prices are falling, even for many of the best assets. It's no wonder the Fundrise flagship fund plans to go on a buying spree, expanding its billion-dollar real estate portfolio over the next few months. You can add the Fundrise flagship fund to your portfolio in just minutes and with as little as $10 by visiting Fundrise.com Fox. Carefully consider the investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses of the Fundrise flagship fund before investing. This and other information can be found in the fund's prospectus at Fundrise.com flagship. This is a paid advertisement.